in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host and uh, friend to the end and rescue pal, Chris Stewart. Today's edition of Potential Picks, we're reviewing the 2022 live-action animated action-adventure comedy film, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. This is based on the characters Chip and Dale and the continuation of the animated TV series of the same name. And this was released on Disney Plus, directed by Akiva Schaefer, and written by Dan Greger and Doug Mann, uh, starring John Mulaney and Annie Sandberg. Now, Chris and I were uh, really kind of excited when we saw the trailer launch for this, and I, I remember just seeing the logo of that, Annie Sandberg, John Mulaney, and then finding out this is going to be both, I thought it was going to be just a full animated film, but realized it was going to be uh, animated slash action in the style like Space Jam or one of our favorite animated live action, Roger Rabbit. I was really excited and the anticipation was astounding. I wonder about you, Chris. Yeah, I, you know, Chippendale is part of, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is part of a group of cartoons of our youth. You know, the era of watching DuckTales, Tailspin, Goof Troop, that whole time era for the Disney side of, you know, there was really Disney and Nickelodeon were like the two uh, competing markets of cartoons when we were kids. Disney had some great stuff. And, you know, Rescue Rangers was always a, a fun one to watch because it was like you're watching these capers, you're watching them be, you know, the detectives to go and like find people. And, 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 and of course, with the whole element that they're, they're small chipmunks and they have mouse pals and they all have a different kind of strength and what they do. But that show's been off the air for many, many years. And Chip and Dell have retained to be the two really popular characters, especially like in Japan. They're just revered and loved. You have the Fab Five, which is, you know, usually Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto. Yet in Chip and Dale, they're just like the sidekick characters that people love. And especially I love how in the parks, they'll, they'll put them in different costumes for Halloween, different events. They're just their fan favorites. But Rescue Rangers, having, you know, this is years later, we're having this concept film of what if they were actors in that show? Uh, you know, this is the basic plot is that they were actors in that show. They met during school. Uh, and this is a world where, yes, humans and cartoon characters exist in the same plane. It's not like there's two different, you know, worlds. And eventually the show got off the air and they kind of went their separate ways. And years later now, we're seeing another kind of similar to Roger Rabbit. A crisis is happening to some tunes, and perhaps the best detectives for the job are the Rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale, having to come back together. So the concept makes sense. Some of the stuff that happens in the movie, in terms of that concept, like I don't want to give away plot. We're not really going to spoiler review today. Made sense to me. It was the execution that was so poor for me, like so poor. I think the problem is, I think it would have worked better for me if John Mulaney and Andy Samberg had not been cast. I think the problem is they wanted to go so Hollywood with names that nowadays people recognize from comedy, from comedy shows, from Marvel projects, from things that people recognize. And they wanted to make it so like 
meta and kind of the comedy style we have today. Very referential. It's too, it's mega meta. It was too meta. It was too meta. And it's like, I look at Chip and Dale of, of the past and I'm like, I don't know if the two voice actors that did Chip and Dale are still alive. They probably are. I would have preferred just Chip and Dale having the voice of the original Chip and Dale and they have to meet later. You know, the high pitched kind of chipmunk uh, noise that Chip makes. Dale has more of that kind of funny kind of yeah, nasal. Yeah, it's, it's more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The problem with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg is the whole time I'm just hearing John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. I, I'm not really hearing Chip and Dale. Well, it's like if we did the, Al, the Alvin and Chipmunks movies and then you had, you know, Seth Rogen, James Franco and, and someone else doing it. it. It's not the same. And those were actually, you had like people like Jesse McCartney doing them, but they modulated their voices to sound like the Chipmunks. And it, it just, it took you out of the experience. So I think the jokes would have landed better if it was the characters actually saying them. Yeah, because it just, it was weird to like, like even like the animation style, you know, Roger Rabbit still holds up so well for that 80s, late 80s, as we talked about, we did the whole episode on live action and animated crossover films. Roger Rabbit still holds out as like one of the best ones ever made. It's never been topped. And the animation pops in that. It really just feels like you're watching cartoons of live action. Great too about the detective style is that was set, it's an 80s movie, but it was set in that kind of 1940s, 50 gumshoe kind of detective. And I thought that was going to be with this one. Here it was like, it was kind of like, it was like, oh, we're doing Rescue Rangers, but not really Rescue Rangers. It was kind of a detective story. But I was going to say, like, the, the animation style for, like, Chip and a lot of the cartoon characters almost looked like it was low budget. Like, it looked like it was not finished in a weird way. And then I do appreciate the kind of humor they went with with Dale. With, you know, we've had over the last 10, 15 years, we've had all these Alvin and the Chipmunk movies where the Chipmunks are, of course, 3D. So he gets the CGI surgery to become the more <laughs> eye-popping 3D. That's, you know, a clever thing. But then the whole movie, you're watching this 3D Dale and this 2D, but not really that great 2D chip. And it just threw me off sometimes. And the thing was like, what really popped better for me in this film was like background stuff. This is a film where you could go through and watch and go, oh, there's like fake billboards in the background for movies and TV shows and like ads. That was some of the most clever stuff to me. Like there was one that was like E.T. versus Batman. And it was like, you know, <laughs> Ben Affleck's Batman, and then there was like Lego Miserables, as if there was a Lay Miz, but Lego. That stuff really was what I caught on to as fun, and like looking for the little cameos of you know blinking you miss it cartoon characters from all you know. Again, this is one where even though it's a Disney Plus movie, it's not just Disney characters. There's cartoon characters from all worlds, which that's what they did with Roger Rabbit, you know, acting like if there's a Toontown. I think that was kind of missing here. There wasn't really like a Toontown. There was one point a Main Street to try to be kind of like Disneyland's Main Street. That had a little bit of flair to that. But it just, yeah, the humor overall was a lot of stuff that just didn't, it didn't work for me. And it made me kind of sad because it made me think, is this because now I'm 33, going on 34 this summer, and the days of my youth where maybe I would have laughed more at this just doesn't work anymore? Or is it because it's a type of humor that nowadays, if it had been turned up more raunchy, because some of these actors, like Will Arnett, Andy Samper, Seth Rogen, John Mulaney, put them in a PG-13 rated R comedy, it works so well for me. Trying to do a little bit of kid stuff with like humor that kind of is there. I just, I'm, what I was mostly surprised by is how many people I saw on the internet be like, I laughed so much. This was so heartfelt. And I'm like, when? 
When did you laugh? I, I felt like I was trying to force myself to laugh, like I was missing out and talking about uh -huh. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that supposed to be funny? And, and I'm, I like your point there about the different animation styles. It was almost too much the the excess. What made you know Roger Rabbit really great is everything was animated the same way. You've got CGI, you've got weird 2D animation, you've got people that are claymation. It was kind of like too much going on. And that was kind of like, there's no rhyme or reason and some of these jokes are supposed to be funny, but they're clearly not. And so, yeah, the whole time, and this is, again, the idea of concept versus execution. The concept made me laugh hysterically. I even thought the trailer was very funny. But then, you know, seeing this film, I'm kind of like, I just was kind of going through the motions. And I felt myself wanting to fast forward through the film. And like, what's the payoff? Is there something going to be funny? I don't know when. Yeah, there was like. Like, I kind of like, again, like another thing that like f is funny in concept. I don't think after after the kind of the first joke kind of you don't laugh anymore. Seth Rogen plays a henchman for our bad guy. And he is clearly of the Beowulf era of we're kind of doing motion capture animation, but like not, you know, the Polar Express eyes where he's not really looking at them when he's talking it's a great like referential moment for like that era. If you know that, but I think there's gonna be a lot of kids today that haven't seen polar express or, you know, they clearly have not seen Beowulf. So they might not even get any of that. So I think there was a lot of stuff written in this that was meant to be for adults. Like there's a whole, we have a whole like long section in this film with the ugly Sonic that was going to be the Sonic. And that's a funny bit, but it felt like, why are we having ugly Sonic in this film? Like it felt like, we're pulling from again this this mega meta, very updated. What's going on now? And I wanted that. I wanted that '90s charm. I wanted that '90s charm of what? Yeah, they're trying to please so many people, and then they're going to please no one. It should have been focusing on the Saturday morning cartoon audience where we thought that was going to go. There was not a lot of reference to Goof Troop or Tailspin or anything like that. I mean, you had a couple references to Baloo and whatnot, but there was almost less Disney than I thought there was going to be, which I was really surprised about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And yeah, there's too many, there's too many references that are not for your target audience. You know, thing with like, you know, on our last review, we talked about Space Jam 2. Weren't a huge fan with that. But again, the audience was, you know, in this realm of properties. It was all Warner Brothers properties. With this, it was like Disney. It was all, it was too much that you come here for Disney and you're going to get something completely different. Yeah, so I mean, if if you love this movie, kudos to you. It just it I fell flat with it. I fell asleep watching it. it I maybe chuckled twice, and I just wanted to love it so much more. It's, it falls in that category of if you love this movie, I wish I saw that movie, but I didn't. I saw the movie that was before me, and for me, it sits at you know I'll, I'll give some points to it for the kind of creativity of it. And again, I like that Roger Rabbit style of live action meets animation. And there was some things in the background and references that I enjoyed, but overall for like the execution, it's going to sit like a four to five out of 10 for me. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. I'm going to sit with a solid five out of 10 concept and you know, the nostalgia I enjoy, but yeah, execution poorly done. And um, just the comedy fell very, very flat. So, hey, as Chris said, if you like this film, good on you. We'd love to talk to you and find out what you found fun. But again, just was not a hit for us. But you can decide for yourself again. And you can watch Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers streaming now on Disney+. And that was this edition of... 
Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.